thinking outside the box and the box it came in. The blind leading the nearsighted. Four out of five doctors recommend not listening. This is cash withdrawal. And four out of five doctors recommend. Welcome back to Cash Withdrawal Quarantine Edition, day 67. Notes from the underground. It's about 4.33 in the morning. Just came down because I couldn't sleep and I thought, let's talk to the sixth and a fourth for a second. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if this would still be considered a quarantine. I mean, I know they're loosening up the restrictions in certain parts of the country. You've got uh, the beaches are open now in Los Angeles, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, it's still... I still consider it a quarantine because so many of us are not back at work and uh, at least our regular professions, um, we're making ends meet in different ways, but um, it does feel different than it felt before. And it's interesting how quickly human beings can get used to things. I mean, if, if I was to go in a time machine from three months ago to now and I was to walk out of that time machine into the world right now nobody told me anything of what was going on um, I'd be really confused first off maybe I'd start at the airport I'd get to the airport and the airport would be completely empty and I'd be like wow that's that's weird this is the emptiest day at the earth this is the least amount of people I've ever seen in an airport because the other day just for fun my wife and, and I, with the kids, we drove over to the airport just to see what it was like there. And it's nuts. I mean, there's nobody there. We just drove through. It was just an empty parking lot, basically. And that was pretty interesting to see. And then I'd be getting into traffic, and I'd see that there was really no traffic. Um, it's picking up a little, but I think I would notice. Um, I certainly would have noticed more a couple weeks ago, but I still would notice, I think. Um, but I still wouldn't know what was going on. I'd be like, well, that's strange. I'd noticed that, you know, if I wanted to go out and get something to eat, that nobody was inside the restaurants. I don't know if I'd figure out that there was any kind of a um, pandemic going on based on that. Um, I might think there was a holiday that I wasn't aware of, or uh, I'm not sure what conclusions I would come to. I think that's, that's one that really would throw me for a loop. Um, obviously all of this, uh, you know, seeing the masks would, you know, clue you in on what's going on. You'd be like, oh, it's a pandemic if, you know, once you get out of the time machine. But forget it. If, let's just say the masks didn't exist. Would you really notice people socially distancing, distancing themselves from you? Like as you're picking up some food somewhere, it's takeout or taking a walk. Would you really notice people steering clear? I don't think I'm perceptive enough to really notice. Um, I'd probably just kind of deep down feel a little thankful that people weren't getting right in my face all the time and rubbing my head, uh, which tends to happen. That's one of my, I just don't love that uh, after shows. I don't love it when people, it's fine to get a hug or a high five. Uh, I know that's going to change in the future perhaps, but just don't love the rubbing my head scenario. Um, just never made me feel that happy so maybe that goes away <laughs> but uh, I mean I'm 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 flattered that someone wants to rub my head after a show I, but it's a little bit demeaning I, I just have to say it's a little bit like 
I don't think other people have their heads rubbed. I don't think that, you know, Michael Jordan, after games, people were, would rub his head. Obviously, most people wouldn't be able to reach his head. He's so tall. Um, his legs are so much longer than other humans. That's what tallness is. But uh, there's so many people in the history of civilization that people like what they did, but they wouldn't rub their head. Uh, that's one of the, you know, real downsides of of, uh, of not having any hair and being not super tall, I guess, because people think that's fair game. But it kind of is their way of um, sort of demeaning you a little without them knowing it. I don't think they are fully aware that that's... But, or maybe you are. Maybe it's just a small person. They think you're like cute or something. It's they're more like, You're more like a doll. You're subhuman to them. That's basically what they're saying. So yeah, I'm going to go back to it. It's demeaning. In any event, um, I don't know what I would notice, but I know that something happened on Saturday that I'd really notice, and I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And that's every Saturday when I'm looking at the newspaper, and yes, I still get the newspaper. I just get it four days a week. I just like having something physical to read. I do read a lot of stuff online. Uh, I'm not a complete Neanderthal, but I, I just... I still kind of like having a newspaper, um, the physical aspect of just holding something while you're reading makes me focus on it a little bit more. And I also am less inclined to go off and start clicking on other things mid-article and think I'll get back to it. Um, that's just me, but I guess I'm kind of old school like that. Um, in any event, I get the newspaper four days a week. I, I rarely used to be in town so they would just build up and I wouldn't read them but uh, now I can read the newspaper once in a while but one one little thing I do is I'll look at the sports section and like on the first page inside of the first page um, I love reading two things I love reading all the disharmony in Los Angeles sports makes the warms the cackles of my heart how angry everyone is uh, about the Dodgers current transactions or the fact that um, nobody's able to watch the Dodgers on TV here because of their stupid TV deal. And I like all the mean, uh, angry letters they write about the different teams and how they're underachieving. That kind of always, they're always negative because people like to skew negative. Sports fans do. So it's fun to be in an enemy town in terms of your sports interests. So I'll read that. And then I'll just look and see what's on TV that week. And it'll have like a Saturday section, a Sunday section in terms of like what the schedule is. What are they showing on television? Um, like which sports are going to be on? And one of the sport and, and, and it'll always be like, you know, Major League Baseball, and Dodgers, you know, Angels uh, and Mariners at five o'clock. And it'll show what network and that kind of thing. And when I looked at it yesterday and I sort of kind of or I'd kind of forgotten um, about the pandemic for a second because people are back out on the beach and once in a while everything seems perfectly normal. You just kind of forget about it. It just seems like life is exactly as it would have been. Um, that's, you know, few and far, far between, but it does happen. And that's how I was feeling. And you look at the sports section and you look at the calendar and it's like 1983 playoffs. And, uh, you know, it'll be like NBA finals, 1979. You know, Lakers, Celtics, or whatever it was that year. You know, uh, 1979 World Series, you know, Pirates, Orioles. And every single listing in there 
was from some other year. And I think if I read that, having just come out from the time machine, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we've gotten used to this, but like, what is going on in the world? I mean, it was just three months ago that the world was just as it had been. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. I don't know. I, I It blows my mind that we're living in such a different world right now and that we're all experiencing in America, for the most part, some different variation of it. And we're all kind of going through it together in our own way. Um, in some ways, it makes me feel closer to people. It certainly makes me feel closer to people when they comment on this podcast or the big show with cashing in with T.J. Miller. Um, and I just come down here and spout off just to kind of vent. And uh, I'm flattered that anybody's really listening at this point. Um, I find it therapeutic, and I appreciate you uh, writing me those nice notes on the cashing in with T.J. Miller uh, Facebook uh, page. But um, in any event, it's been an interesting era, and I feel like we're like in a place where now we've sort of developed new habits. And they say new habits can be developed in 30 days. And if you do things over and over again, that you know, habits that can last. And I'm wondering how many of the new habits are going to last from this era. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I just make, it's hard for me to believe people are going to go back to the gym because we've all developed new workout habits and we've gotten to like them just as much. And they, most of us, and they don't require driving and they don't require seeing other people and having them sweat on machines or, or in classes with us. And they don't require us parking and they don't require us, you know, having those fees and uh, they don't have special hours that we can do them or not. And they don't require us sharing a locker room with crazy people because there's always one crazy person in each locker room. That's a fact. Okay. That's not even an opinion. Always one crazy nut job. Um, there's someone in our locker room that just walks around naked, just this giant man. And I just, I don't understand why he needs to do that for hours at a time. And then he sits down perfectly naked in the steam room or the sauna uh, on the bench there, just sits down, no towel underneath him, just hanging and dangling, reading his newspaper, uh, just craziness there's always one crazy in each locker room a lot of us aren't going to miss that i'm not going to go back to the gym um i'd rather go outside so i feel like that is a habit that's not going to go back i'm wondering what else we're going to lose that people won't go back to you know um i never liked people waiting on me uh at restaurants i always didn't like eating out i was always like i like takeout and I liked eating outside where you can just go to a counter, pick up your food and grab the food and eat it, kind of Chipotle style even. But I don't like it to ask somebody. I don't understand bringing a middleman into a dining experience. Like, why am I telling you what I want uh, to eat? Why don't I just tell the cook and just, I don't need someone to be serving me. I find it awkward and weird. I would pay to not have a server. Um, I don't know if that's coming back. I think that'll come back for most people. But for me, this has been a respite from that. Um, so I'm wondering what's going to come back. I mean, how quickly will, will hors d'oeuvres come back? I mean, is that a thing of the past? People walking around with hors d'oeuvres at a party and everyone's reaching in? These are things I think will come back, uh, hors d'oeuvres in particular. 
Uh, I think those, <laughs> I think those will come back. I think some people still go to the gym, but I just wonder how long the damage is going to be to gyms. I just know what the hurry would be to go back to the gym. Now, maybe there's some social element for a lot of people, and I'm no longer single. And uh, I have a wife, two kids, so obviously this thing's going to affect me differently than other people. When I looked out on the beach, I mean, there's all these rules about social distancing and there's big signs saying don't sit on blankets and you have to just walk you know either run walk or swim but you shouldn't be hanging out and within 48 hours of the beach opening this weekend there's numerous people on blankets and playing football and frisbee and all the things that these signs uh, say not to do and my point is not whether that's really right or wrong that's something someone else can argue my point is people do get back to normal pretty quick. People that have been dying for this stuff. I mean, I know they've opened bars in certain places and I've heard people are coming over the border uh, to get messed up at the bar. And so I do think a lot of life that people are saying, oh, it's never going to be the same. I think a lot of the life, I think a lot of it is going to be the same for younger people. And uh, and to me, I'm, I'm that makes me... Uh, optimistic about doing stand-up sooner rather than later so that's good on the flip side I think some of us um, some of the habits that we liked hopefully will hang on to those uh, like reading more or not being so um, reactive to you know work situations or uh, trying to not go to the gym so much just work out at home or make that be a little bit more efficient or having meetings that didn't necessarily have to happen in person uh, have those over Zoom. I mean, there's some things that that have become habitual during this that maybe I hope will will stick a little bit more. I've been not reading any anything on like social media or anything online before I go to sleep so that I sleep better. And that's why it's really working. That's why I'm up at 4.33 in the morning talking to you. <laughs> I mean, I fall asleep pretty earlier, but I pretty early, but I just don't stay asleep. But it is working. I fall asleep very early. I just can't uh, keep it up. I start to wake up and worry about things. But I'm just wondering which new habits will stick. So, if you go to the Cashing In with T.J. Miller Facebook page, and you want to tell me like which habits you think will stick, uh, let me know because I love the contact that we have uh, from this show. But. Um, it's such a crazy era. Um, you know, you look out on the beach, and I do think that when they do open up, um, it's going to get crazy. I mean, like, people are going to. Uh, and before I say that, I got to say one thing that's happened is I've worked out more than I've worked out in the last 10 years because I'm not on the road all the time and I'm not going back and forth and get into a, a, a habitual system. But I've managed to still barely break even weight-wise because I'm also never in a scenario where there's food right near me all the time. I mean, so so many reasons that I don't eat and overeat is that there's just not enough food around in my car or at a show or before the show or I don't have time. When I get off the airplane and I'm going straight to the show, I just have a snack and I go on stage and then everything's closed when I get off stage. I mean, so much of this was completely... Uh, based on the situation I was in. And now there's always food. There's this thing called the refrigerator, which is in my house. And it always has food in it now. And pretty hard to resist. The other thing, the other thing that was keeping my weight in check was um, 
you know I don't weigh myself. My pants determine how uh, me keeping my weight. I don't want to go shopping for new pants. That's not how it works with me. I never get on a scale. I've been on a scale for 20 years. But I don't want to go up a pant size. I hate shopping that much. And uh, so, you know, I get into my pants before a show. And, uh, you know, if it's kind of a little tight, um, I just don't eat as much the next week. That's been the barometer. But I haven't put on the show pants for uh, for t- over two months now. I mean, I've even done some virtual shows. And uh, those I have not done with pants on. Uh, nobody. That's just between us, six and a quarter. That just puts me in a really jolly mood to be wearing no pants during a, a virtual show. But uh, that's not part of the advertising for me. That's not part of the, uh, you know, it's just a fringe benefit that you know about. Um, in any event, beaches are opening. Anyway, I'm, I'm still, I'm managing to work out a lot, and I'll bet I'm still gaining weight. It bumps me out. Um, so I got to get that under control. But before I go, I was going to tell you about the beach. So you look out on the beach, people are going crazy. And I'm thinking, I mean, I love being married, but this would be a fun time to be single now when you come out of the pandemic because... I mean, people are going to lose their minds. It's going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's going to be like the Olympics out there. I mean, single people that haven't been able to kind of connect over the last three months, once they they raise all the restrictions, um, that's going to be a fun time. That's going to be a very post-coronavirus sex. I mean, not bad. I, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like the Olympics from all countries, just everybody going nuts. Because when I saw people out on the beach, I mean, it's just crazy out there. There's a lot of pent up, a lot of pent up sexuality happening um, out there, and uh, as it should be. And, you know, one more thing about these quarantine episodes, if, if any of this is offensive and you know, if, if, if someone has lost someone they love, and I know a lot of people were all worried about losing people we love and the amount of loss that's already happened in this country, don't mean to minimize it. All of these episodes, when I'm even remotely trying to be funny, uh, you could obviously say the words too soon. But I, in, as a comedian, even though it's so early, I still feel like all we can do is joke about it at this point because it's also so terrible and so frustrating and, and, and so tragic uh, for everyone that's involved with it, everyone that's been struck by it. So just be aware. I, uh, I know that, but I'm just trying to make the best of it when I come down here and talk to you and do these, uh, uh, these tales from the crypt, these uh, notes from the underground. Um, I, hope, uh, I hope these episodes lift your spirits at, at all a little bit. Let me know if they do. If, uh, if they don't, just you know, don't let me know. And uh, they certainly lift my spirits to have somebody to talk to late at night. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, stay safe. Deshai. Deshai.